Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everybody, welcome to Dragon Quest FM. I'm Austin. And I'm BJ. Um, so, last week we got a new trailer for the Dragon Quest movie, Dragon Quest Your Story. Uh, so in today's episode, we're wanting to talk about, you know, the latest trailer. We also got a poster, which was pretty cool, so we'll make sure we talk about the poster. And then we also, you know, since the movie is based on Dragon Quest V, we wanted to talk about that today as well. And then make sure you hang around to the very end, because we've been talking about it for a while but we're finally getting around to playing that game show that we like to call Dr. Agon or BJ, which is where we try to guess which guy said which goofy thing. Is it BJ? Is it Dr. Agon? It might be harder than you think. Which one of us is the real cartoon character? I mean, I feel like it's you. I feel like it's me too. Like, to be honest, I feel like I'm probably weirder than Dr. Agon, the weird character. (laughs) So before we get into all the good Dr. Agon shenanigans, um, so Dragon Quest movie, uh, Dragon Quest Your Story is what it's called. Uh, Trailer number two came out. uh, So um, so I'll go ahead and jump right in with my thoughts. Uh, you know, it was, I was really happy to see more of Bianca and Mira in the trailer, uh, than we've seen so far. Um, because right. yeah, Bianca is like one of my favorite characters from the whole Dragon Quest series, maybe even is my favorite from the whole series. So, uh, oh, yeah, wow. no, uh, Bianca was just awesome. And, uh, part of that, you know, is because, uh, I played Dragon Quest Heroes and she was my favorite character to play as in Dragon Quest Heroes. And I really like Nero a lot, too, in that game. And so when I beat it, I looked it up to see, you know, which game they were from. And they were from 5. And at the time, I didn't have anything to play a DS game on. So I couldn't, so I didn't right. buy 5 or anything to play it. And now, you know, I've played it. But um, so, you know, so I was really happy to see Bianca and Nira in there. Um, so far, though, we haven't seen Deborah yet, um, which... Um, which doesn't bug me too much, but I've seen lots of people online being like, where's Deborah? She was the one who got added into the DS version as another wife option, yes, right? Yes, correct. She's, okay. Um, and you, have, you haven't played 5 yet at the time of this recording, right? No, I've played the very intro of 5 on the Super Nintendo. I have not touched the DS version or really gotten into anything that would even remotely resemble okay, the story. Gotcha. So you do, um, so you do see Deborah and Nira on the ship at the very beginning of that game. They're little kids, though. Okay. I don't know how, how far into like the intro you got, but it's at the very beginning. Just barely off the ship. Okay, so, so you would have ran into her as a kid, probably. I assume she's in the Super Nintendo version there. Um, right. But, you know, she she's one of those characters that, honestly, I don't know why uh, why anybody would pick to marry her unless you're like a serious masochist, because... 
she <laughs> she's funny. Don't get me wrong. Like I, you know, I snicker at everything she says in that game. But like, I could totally not ever marry her. But she is kind of a minor character, really. I mean, especially because she was just added in as an extra marriage option. So I don't know if that's why we haven't necessarily seen her. If it's because um, they're trying to showcase all of the like more you know major characters and stuff, or maybe right. there's going to be some twist, and that's who you end up marrying in the movie. It's Deborah, and every- <laughs> and everybody's just like no, yelling in the movie theater. But um, except. Except there's like so. three people in the movie theater that like chose Deborah who are happy. But um, I mean, I feel like m- the majority of people choose Bianca or Nira. And um, but, you know, that's kind of my whole thing. But I thought, you know, I really enjoyed the second trailer. It was way more intense than the first one. It was. It was a lot more intense. Than like the, the first, first one, one kind of looked like it could because of the CGI style, which I know you're going to talk about in a minute. But just because of the style and then because of the trailer, it almost looked like kind of like a happy, bittersweet, sad, almost like Pixar, like DreamWorks movie. And then, yeah. and then you know, they released the second trailer and it shows a lot more of the like darker, intense stuff that happens, um, which I thought was cool. And maybe they put that in the second trailer just so that people, you know, didn't necessarily bring their like three-year-olds into the movie theater because, um, you know, it can get pretty yeah. intense. Um, and that's what really surprised me about the whole thing was that I thought like you, that it was going to be this kind of heartwarming story that they were going to really focus in on that part. And then you see like, just like this pure darkness and this, this really intense action. And I was, I was very surprised by how much I was engaged in it seeing the second one i'm far more excited for it now like and it wasn't like i wasn't excited to begin with but this one really made me see it that it's probably a whole movie if that makes sense that they're actually telling a full story as opposed to doing it like a character vignette or something gotcha gotcha and so um so the other thing with the trailer you know even going back to the first one and the different photos they've released since then it's kind of the uh you know the Toriyama art versus the new CGI, the almost DreamWorks like CGI. So um so what are your thoughts on that? I think it's pretty, but it looks a little mm-hmm. weird to me that I'm not I'm not upset about it or anything. I mean, I know we've established that I love me some Toriyama mm-hmm. art, but the the uh the stuff that I've seen on there, the trailers, everything, it it is obviously modeled after it. It is it's pretty, and I don't think that they made a bad choice doing it, but I'm wondering why they made that mm-hmm. choice. Like, I really don't understand why, with every single one of these games having that art style, why the the first real movie like this, why they actually went away from it, if it was to separate this from the games and try to draw in people who haven't played the games, maybe. But I don't. I don't yeah, know. that's kind of that's what I was kind of wondering if maybe it was just to separate themselves from the game. That way, you kind of have two distinct, um, you know, styles and everything. And I know that I've read that Dragon Ball and things like that are seen more as kids shows mm-hmm. in Japan, and so that may be another reason. So when people see this, they don't automatically think it's mm-hmm. a kids movie. Yeah, and I haven't read anything on it though. I mean, all of that is conjecture gotcha. for me. So. My thing is, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm really happy with the CGI. Um, I mean, I, I love the Toriyama art style. 
and you know, but the CGI it looks so pretty. The only only stylistic thing that kind of bugs me really is the um, is Bianca to me. She doesn't yeah. look like everybody else. Pretty much looks the way they did in the game, and they change Bianca's outfit and like her face just enough that she really does look like. Um, What's her name from How to Train Your Dragon? It's like Aurora or Astrid. Hold on, I'm looking it up. It's Astrid is her name. Yeah, she looks so much like Astrid from How to Train Your Dragon. that Maybe it's just because I'm like a Bianca boy. (laughs) uh, (laughs) That should be your new Twitter handle is Bianca boy. That's the only part that kind of bugs me is that she doesn't look like Bianca to me. And so like Nira, I think, looks like, you know, what a CGI more realistic Nero would look like. Same thing for like Papas, Pancras, um, and like the hero, Sancho, all of these people that we've seen. Like they pretty much look the way I would expect them to in a CGI movie. But right. the Bianca one just kind of, just something, you know, just doesn't like look quite right to me there. Well, and one thing on the art style and the poster and everything that they've done is that no matter what it is, you can still tell who it is, all of that with just the style that they've mm-hmm. taken with them. I mean, even though it's not doesn't look like the the art, the the characters and their outfits and everything look very similar. And that slime in this one, like the slime is my favorite part. That slime hopping around doing uh, just mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> I love, love, love that little slime. And that's gonna be my favorite part of the movie. I just I just adore it. I, I totally agree though. I do. I love the slime. I love Saber. I, I really I love all the monsters that we've seen so far. Even uh Bjorn, the Behemoth. <laughs> um yeah. you know, all that stuff looks really cool. And I'm wondering, I mean and and that you brought up a good point though is like you can still tell who they are you know and I think that I think that really says something just that um, you know they kind of did that uh, with the Final Fantasy VII movie you know when they transitioned right. from like the PS One game and turned it into that to Advent Children so we've kind of seen it happen before um, but I but yeah, I like true. that I like with this that they still kept it kind of cartoony you know with Advent Children it was like. They were going for at the time, you know, it's like really like cutting edge, realistic, Mm -hmm. you know, CGI and stuff for all the characters. And so I like that they've kind of kept that cartoony style uh, that everybody kind of associates with Dragon Quest, but that it's separate from the Toriyama art. But yeah, I totally agree with you there. It's like you you can easily tell what all who all the characters are when you look at them, even though they don't necessarily look like the Toriyama versions of them. So here's my thing with the movie poster. Really, the only thing I really, uh, you know, want to touch on with the movie poster is that off in the corner, it looks like we see uh, the boy, the son of the hero and the bride off in the corner there. So it's kind of hard to tell because, you know, it could be a spoiler for the movie, depending on the color of their hair. My whole thing is to me, it looks like blonde hair. I, I don't know if it looks blonde to you, uh, but it could be. I, I've looked at it several times since then and this morning, too, before we recorded. And to me, it could also there's a chance it could be blue. It could be blue like Mira's just because there's that weird lighting, you know, on the back of the poster. Yeah, yeah it is super weird. I don't know because I don't know enough about Dragon Quest V having not played it that I can't say anything at all. It's I'm completely 
no have no clue about what it is like none of it to me i've seen a lot of people talking about how the trailer and the poster were giving away spoilers and for me just knowing little bits about it that i've picked up from you and other stuff it's like i don't understand what the spoiler was so i'm like okay that's yeah fine. well the, so some of the spoilers from the trailer you know that especially in the second one is that uh, there's the beginning part you know with your dad and you and bishop Lodja, the bad yeah. guy you know, maybe if you've never played the game, maybe it's not a spoiler. To me, the biggest spoiler was when the hero is getting turned to stone at the end of the trailer. Uh, like, to oh, me, yeah. that was a huge... Yeah, because, I mean, in the game, it's like, um, it's it's pretty unexpected. I realize, you know, it's an older game. And a lot of people have played it at this point. But it's like, when that moment happens in the game, it's kind of like, you know, you've been... It's all been built up, and then you get to this part in the game, and then all of a sudden you get turned to stone. And then... You're stoned for like eight years. Oh, so it's not just a in the game. It's not just a oh, you get turned to stone, then like an attack or something, because that's really just what I oh. assumed in the trailer, where it wasn't wasn't even a a plot point that it would just be one of those attacks in a fantasy movie that gets fixed later, like getting stabbed with a mortal. Yeah, no, that's the uh, that is uh, like the basically it's the end of Act Two in the game, and then Act Three is when you're not stone anymore and like it skips ahead to where your kids are like kids now instead of babies because they were babies when you got turned to right. stone. So that's kind of the, uh, so to me that was the real big spoiler with the trailer and maybe they're, I don't know, you know, it's interesting hearing it all from your viewpoint, having not played the game because I mean, maybe it's not spoilers then if you haven't played the game to me, it, there were spoilers, but you know, I mean, you haven't played it and you didn't, feel like anything was spoiled so that's kind of an interesting um juxtaposition there that you know having not played it and then not thinking spoiler so yeah i'm and i'm the kind of person who will watch trailers anyway that even if i want to remain spoiler free it's like i'm going to dig into the trailers on everything that i love like star wars or or the avengers movies that kind of thing and i just on this one it was the same thing it's like oh cool there's action there's things going on this looks really super interesting and intense but i don't even feel like watching the movie i'm going to be necessarily spoiled on mm -hmm. the game because adaptation changes so much that even the overall narrative might be changed from where dq5 goes with it gotcha so probably one of the one of the biggest things for me that I ever did was I probably talked to you about it before, but taking the uh, the literary adaptation class in grad school was just kind of opened my eyes on a lot of the spoilery stuff like this and how the uh, the process changes the media. So going from game to movie, even if you're following the same narrative path, there are going to be so many differences on it that there are still playing through the original media or reading the original media it's not as though even though you know the end point maybe getting there is so different that they're basically they're basically media in their own right they're in they're completely separate entities from one another that's kind of how i look at this too it's like i'm gonna watch this movie probably well before i i play and beat dq5 at the rate i'm going through four but i'm not going to consider it any like a, a replacement for playing five or anything right. like that as I'm moving through the series. And, the and I know that's kind of going back a little bit is, um, and I, I know that's why, you know, I read that a lot of people in Japan were disappointed with the art style for the trailers yeah. and, you know, for this movie because it didn't have the Toriyama thing that kind of the, 
almost the like consensus I read from you know people in Japan were that they feel like the Toriyama art style was abandoned so that the movie could do better overseas, oh. um, which strikes me as odd because I feel like, and maybe it's just my generation, but I feel like Dragon Ball Z might be the most like popular anime I have ever like. I mean, in, in my lifetime, anyway. Right. I mean, yeah. and again, you know, I was a '90s kid, and so you know, Dragon Ball Z on Toonami was like the thing that, like everybody seemed to watch. Yeah. So I don't know if it's like a generational thing that Dragon Ball seems so huge to me. Or maybe to avoid if they're coming to the West. I mean, you have to consider avoiding the anime look for people who tend to avoid that, but would look at it as a That's, fantasy that, movie. That is also very true. Um, I'm just nervous because Japan had such kind of a, I don't want to say negative, but like lackluster response to it. Um, like yeah. I'm really uh, worried that if it doesn't do well in Japan, they're not going to release it uh, elsewhere. Which tends to happen with uh, Dragon Quest, we all know. I'm hoping that doesn't happen. I'm, ho- I'm hoping we can at least get like some English subtitles, even if we never get a dub over here. With right. it being such a major studio movie, I'm assuming we'll get some, uh, some voice-acted version of it. I just wonder if it's going to be delayed, because I believe... like I'm basing this you know, off of Advent Children, because it's kind of the thing you can compare it to. Although I don't, I don't think Advent Children ever made it into theaters, right? It was just a straight to DVD, Blu-ray kind of release. I think so because uh, the Spirits Within or Spirits Within uh, bombed in theaters, so hard. Yeah. I think it just, yeah, in theaters rather, yeah. And uh, so I'm thinking that it. And part of the reason I think that Spirits Within bombed so hard is because it wasn't based on anything, you know. And I think. I think yeah. that's the thing that Dragon Quest, the movie has going for them, is that it's actually based on five, which a lot of people, you know, consider to be the best one. Mm-hmm. It's probably, you know, it's a very close second to 11 with me. I mean, I I love five, you know, it's it's not necessarily my favorite just because 11 kind of plays like a greatest hits record, you know, <laughs> and, and two, just, you know, technical technological advances and stuff like that that have been made but five story the characters in five everything's just so great and so i think they made a good choice you know if, if they made any dragon quest game into a movie i would want it to be five i'm amazed they actually didn't do 11 given how new it is and people recognize it that was a big surprise or just an mm-hmm. original one that i kind of when they said there was a new dragon quest movie i actually thought it was going to be an original production of a new story new characters everything uh, but it being five really surprised me because not everyone who's going to see this movie has seen has played the game like we were talking before but i think it's going to get a lot of people yeah and I, and i was kind of expecting when i first heard dragon quest movie i was thinking it was going to be kind of like a dq1 or maybe even like an urdrick kind of thing oh, because yeah. you know they had the the anime the, that you know didn't last a super long time but they did have a show that lasted for a little while so i kind of thought maybe they were you know moving home with that and doing like a movie now because it's been like 25 30 years i do know i do know yuji hori has said that five is his favorite story um, or he's uh, said that before, at least. Uh, I don't know if it's still his favorite story, but I know I've read in interviews where he said that five is his favorite story. And so I'm not sure maybe if he kind of made the call. You know, I mean, he does, you know, own the rights to Dragon Quest. So I'm not sure right. if he kind of got to make the call and was like, you know, all right, you guys want to make a movie, but you're doing it off the one I you know, I give you. <laughs> and he chose five because it's his favorite story. 
But I mean, and the other thing too is just like, I mean, of all the games though, five is probably the most like cinematic. I mean, I don't even know what to compare it to just because, you know, it spans generations like that. I mean, there's not really an animated movie. I mean, on some level, I guess it's like the Lion King because, you know, it's like a kid and then they're like adults and all that. But it's like, it's kind of like if the Lion King had like a third act where, you know, like Simba and Nala's kids came over and they all had to take down Scar together. <laughs> that isn't that what Lion King 2 was? There, There is a Lion King 2. So while like, we're getting like, off subject both of them together and you have dq5 B- basically yeah if we're lion king 2 though is just like i don't know if you've seen it yeah but it's oh like yeah a, i have it's a long time ago yeah it's kind of like a very like lukewarm uh yeah. sequel where it's like uh it's basically uh you know simba and nala's daughter wants to hang out with one of scar's like descendants right and it's like a kind of like romeo juliet kind of weird thing anyway Looking at the DQ movie, like the one thing I had, I'm curious about is that I recognize the villain model. Like is, Uh and I know that, and you probably don't want to have any spoilers on here, but I'm assuming that I think, well, I think that villain is from DQ five, right? They still have taken that, like just adapted the villain from DQ five or is the one that they're showing with kind of the Kefka like face, the, the, the evil demon, clown looking guy Mm -hmm. in the upper left of the poster, um, does he yes. is he the uh, the main bad guy in five or just one of the the less not lessers but the minions or uh, uh, oh that's uh, yeah that's uh, that's Bishop uh, Laja oh okay um, and so he's kind of the uh, yeah so without spoilers yes he is he's pretty much the main bad guy he's the guy that uh, you know you're kind of chasing at different points and, yeah okay you know you you bump into him several times you have to fight him. Um, you know, several times he's got some, we've seen him in the trailer now and the screenshot. He's got a couple of lackeys. Yeah. Uh, there's like Slon and Khan are their names. Uh, and uh, it's like the horse and the little like pig looking dude are kind of his like lackeys. Uh, so yeah, so that's, that's all. I mean, everything I've seen in the trailers and from just the screenshots they've released as well. Um, you know, I, I've looked straight from the game. I haven't seen anything that, um, looks like it's like a new character, any new stuff added in, right? You know, which is cool. But also, it's like the cast for five. There's such a huge cast. I assume we're not going to see everyone. But then again, we've. I mean, they've shown off a lot of characters that you know, some that I wasn't a hundred percent sure would even be in this one. So you know, who knows? Maybe we're going to get like a three and a half hour long epic. Um, <laughs> that has you know the whole thing because that's that's kind of my fear is that the story for five is so good but it's so long it it will take a certain amount of skill i think to portray the full story which it looks like they're going to portray the full story but also like you know do it justice yeah. where they're not going to enders game it have you seen the enders game movie I, I i haven't the trailers look terrible and i liked the book but the trailers didn't look good and then i heard terrible things about it so i never i've never watched it yeah it was uh it was a paint by numbers movie where they hit every single major plot point but they didn't have any transitions or characterization between them so it fell really it, they, they covered everything but it felt completely lifeless and that is the main thing on this one i hope that they don't do gotcha yeah i'm 
Yeah, I never saw the Ender's Game movie. Those kind of like paint by number, like adaptations. I know what you mean. But then again, you know, the Lord of the Rings movies are, you know, pretty, uh, they just, you know, pretty much stick exactly to, you know, the books. I mean, they do, they do add some stuff, but especially looking at the, you know, standard editions, not the long extended ones. And, you know, those movies are really good. Those are pretty, uh, you know, paint by number, faithful adaptations of the books. So, so, I mean, it can be, I guess you can do it successfully. So, I, I mean, looking at that, I mean, just that idea, I'm excited about this movie that uh, when it comes out, I'm really hoping the main thing I hope for is that with it coming out in August of this year, just a couple of months away, I'm really, really hoping that there is either a release in uh, that we're going to be able to see with a an English subtitle or that there is a fan out there who is going or a fan group, I guess would be the better way to translate it and put up a a a subtitle, an SRT file, so that we can watch it like that if we have. Yeah, and I'm I'm so hoping they release it because the thing is, is like if if they do kind of like release some kind of like fan version of it and stuff, I don't know if I'll watch it because I really want to experience for the first for the first time when it's like the pretty like Blu-ray version of it, you know? And so I think I think I would still hold off as long as there's like a slight chance, you know, it makes its way over here. I'm going to hold off. And maybe it's silly, but, you know, I just want to experience it, you know, in all its beautiful, you know, full HD glory. And I'm really tempted that if they don't to like if if it when it comes to like streaming on PlayStation Network or anything like that to to set up a Japanese account and just watch it in Japanese so that uh, <laughs> I can see the movie and just generally get what's going on. That Sometimes that's fun to do is to have yeah. no idea what's going on in terms of the language, but watching it. And it, it is a lot of fun to do that. One of the characters that we have seen uh, for... Uh, the movie, kind of making a segue here, was Dr. Agon. They did release the the character model for him and uh, the voice actor uh, for Dr. Agon. So so in the game, the, the character model they use for him is one that's like repeated in lots of different places. It's basically kind of like the, the barkeep slash like casino okay, guy, yeah. you know, they kind of have like the suspenders and like the mustache. You yep. know? So that's kind of the that's kind of the, the model that they used for Dr. Agon in the game. At least I'm talking about the DS. Right. So he looks much different. Uh, I don't know if you if you've seen it. If you want to pull it up or look at it, I'm looking for it right now. But I haven't seen him. I haven't seen Doctor Agon. He looks. He's still got the glasses, but they gave him like they kind of made him bald, and he has like a full like snowy white beard, and like he looks very. He doesn't look goofy hmm. like Doctor Agon. You know, is kind of that. You know, I, we've compared him to Ned Flanders, uh-huh. but without the like the like religious like zealousy. Oh, that there he is. Yeah, where he doesn't look he doesn't look goofy. Like he actually looks like a very kind of serious, um, you know, wise old man. And I know that some of the some of the weirdness from Dragon Quest that we experience may not be there as much in the Japanese versions. So the translators are really good about giving it uh, that flavor in English. So I'm curious if he has well hot diggly boobadaba as uh he is in the United States in the English version, right. I guess. Right, right. And maybe, you know, they could be going like a Yoda route with him, like an Empire Strikes Back where he's, he looks very sagely and serious, but he's still kind of, but he acts goofy and a little like... Insane? Senile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where he's just kind of, 
you know, he, he looks sagely, but he's senile. And so there's kind of like some comedy with that. So they may go that route. I hope so. You know, they just, I haven't seen him in the trailer, but he was released with like, there's like a set of characters from the movie along with like the voice actors that the, that the like official like uh, movie account released right. where we saw like, it was like Dr. Agon and like, I think near both of Nira's parents. Okay. Um, were released with that and like uh, Sancho um, I think was a part of that but anyway so I was kind of surprised right there with Dr. Agon you know that he didn't look as goofy as I was expecting him to and to be honest that's one of the characters I know I mentioned it earlier in the show that I wasn't sure was even going to make the cut into the movie because I mean he's memorable you know we make jokes about him all the time because he talks like you (laughs) but um Uh, but you know he is a, kind of a memorable character. But I was still, whenever whenever they showed that he was going to be in the movie, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, that's. I'm really excited to see him. He's probably going to be my uh, the one thing I, I look for the most, look forward to the most. So before we jump in to the Doctor Agon game that we're going to be playing uh, with my wife Grace, um, just a quick run through, uh, just in case you have never played Dragon Quest V. First of all, go play Dragon Quest V because it is fantastic. BJ, I'm talking to you I, here too. Go play Dragon Quest V. It's fantastic. But um, but in case you haven't, the guy we're talking about, he's this kind of uh, goofy, mysterious guy you meet towards the middle end uh, point of uh, Dragon Quest V. Uh, you find him. You find him in this uh, this cave uh, when you're on your way to Zenithia. He's actually stuck in a mine cart. He's just like spinning around. Yelling help, hum diddly help, and all this stuff. So, uh, which also sounds like something that would happen to DJ. <laughs> it does because if you're ever in an abandoned mine shaft, you know you're going to climb into a mine cart. And I get will. Stuck on yeah, it. yeah, one hundred percent. So anyway, basically, you save this guy. You know, some different things happen with him, but he's got this goofy way of talking. And I know we've mentioned this in previous episodes, but before we jump into our little game show here, uh, I just want to you know mention we've compared him you know to Ned Flanders. Um, I was noticing because I'm rereading, I'm rereading uh, Lord of the Rings right now, actually, right, which is you know my favorite like book of all time, and it's one of those you know I, I read Lord of the Rings. I used to read it like every single year, and then I started having kids, and I couldn't read as often. So, but I'm rereading it now. I'm in Fellowship of the Ring. I, I realized that actually a lot of his speech patterns remind me of Tom, Tom Bombadil. Bombadil. As soon as you said that, I was like, it has to be Tom Bombadil. Yeah, where he's like Tom Bombadillo and stuff like that, and. I, I, I love Dr. Agon, but I hate Tom Bombadil. And I know like a lot of like Lord of the Rings fans love Tom Bombadil. And I don't know why, because I mean, I skipped that chapter when I'm rereading it right now because I hate it because Tom Bombadil just sucks. Like he has nothing to do with the story. And I just, I hate him so much. Oh man. See, I always loved Tom Bombadil. I, of course I did. Yeah. I mean, let's, <laughs> let's be honest. Of course I did. My, my thing with Tom Bombadil is that the first time I read it, the first time I read Lord of the Rings, so just like allow me just a brief tangent here. The first time I read Lord of the Rings, I was like 12 and I quit reading it when I got to Tom Bombadil because I was so bored. Wow. And then I, I, I set it down and didn't touch it again for like six years. And then I read it again when I was about like for the first time when I was like 18. I, I actually decided, you know, hey, I'm going to power through and I'm going to read it. And I was reading Tom Bombadil again and it's just... The chapter is just weird enough that you're not sure if he's like a good guy or bad guy until you've already read it once or twice. And the whole time I was like, oh, man, he's really a bad guy. And he's going to like try to cook these hobbits in his oven or something. 
And honestly, I think that's why it was such a huge letdown because I'm like, that whole part would have been way more interesting if he turned out to be evil and tried to cook Mary and Pippin in an oven. That's true. I could see that. That uh, I mean, he didn't serve really any narrative purpose. But there was like, you know, there's the stuff with like the Barrow Whites um, and like the ring wraiths are after him and there's all this kind of creepy stuff happening. And then just in the midst of all of it, there's just this weird interlude chapter with Tom Bombadil and Goldberry. And every time I get there, I'm just like, this would have been a million times better. Basically, if Stephen King wrote it and Tom Bombadil and Goldberry started trying to cook all the little hobbits in their oven. And they had to figure out a way to like escape. That's absolutely true. That's what would have happened to Stephen King did Lord of the Rings. That would be exactly what happened. And so, um, but anyway, but going back to my original point is that Dr. Agen, if you haven't played the games, he, he kind of talks like Ned Flanders from the Simpsons. And he also talks like bon- Tom Bombadil from Lord of the Rings. So, uh, so now I guess it's time we're going to go ahead and jump right in to, uh, to our game show. All right, everybody, it is officially time. We're going to play Dr. Agon or a BJ. So ah. it works like this. Uh, so I have a word or a phrase, and it's been said by either Dr. Agon or BJ. So my wife, Grace, she's going to come in. She's going to try to guess which one it is. She's been around BJ a ton. She's heard me talk about Dr. Agon. So the odds are in her favor to figure this out. Um, I'm also going to let her, uh, ask for it in a sentence. If she gets stumped, she can ask for it in a sentence. We'll see if it helps. Um, so at the end of the guess though, BJ, I want you to tell her if she's right or wrong, because I just want to see if you know, like half the weird stuff that you say. (laughs) (laughs) There's a, there's a really good chance. I don't. So, so we're going to see who can win this game, Grace or BJ. <laughs> All right, let's see. This is, uh, <laughs> this is going to be ridiculous and I have no idea what I say. <laughs> All right. So before we get started though, everybody welcome Grace. Say hi, Grace. Hi everybody. Hi Grace. Um, so, um, so here we go. We'll jump straight in to the first one. The first one is Jiminy Christmas people. I know that was BJ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me. It that's correct. It is BJ. BJ Use says Jiminy Christmas people. Use it in a sentence. Jiminy Christmas people, we got to hurry and get to the party. <laughs> yep, that's BJ for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, here's the next one. This is a little bit harder, I think. Trickly Dickly. Mm, I'm going to say Dr. Agon. BJ. Yeah, I think that's Dr. Agon. I don't think I've said that, but there's I think it's Dr. Agon. Do you want me to use it in a sentence? Yes. Yes. Okay. Getting through traffic is gonna be trickly dickly. Hmm. No, I think it was Dr. Agon. BJ, are you keeping it's it? It's a fifty fifty. I think it's still him. <laughs> <laughs> it is Dr. Agon. That is correct. <laughs> All right. Because I think if I'd said it, it would have been getting through traffic as trickly dickly dock. That's true. You would have totally added more to it. I would have, yeah. Which it really says something about you as a person if Dr. Agon is more reserved than you are. <laughs> that is that is true. I always tell everybody I'm a cartoon character, so it maybe it's true. <laughs> All right. I think this next one's gonna be kinda easy, but we'll see. Well, hot diggity dog. BJ. 
Oh yeah, that's me. That's like the main thing I say when I'm happy. It is BJ. Yes. Use it in a sentence, Austin. You got to use all these in sentences. Well, hot diggity dog. This sure is where I belong. Waiting in line for Gardens of the Galaxy. <laughs> Can you say I that? Yeah, I remember. We all want to see that movie. <laughs> all right, how about this one? Let me have a little peekaroo. Mm. Um, Dr. Agon. Yeah, that's Dr. Agon. Are you sure you don't want me to use it in a sentence? You might think otherwise. Oh, no, you got to use it in a sentence. What are you playing on your DS? Let me have a little peekaroo. This one could go either way. I'm going to guess Dr. Agon. I'm going to say Dr. Agon. Yeah, you guys are right. I was trying to stump you. Because I think for me, it would have been, give me a Pixies. Which uh, is so much weirder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about this one? Oh, yes, indeedy. That's BJ. Oh, dear, that could be both. I think it's BJ. Grace says BJ. BJ says it could be both. I say both. I say both of us used that one. <laughs> And BJ takes the lead. It is both of them. <laughs> both of them have said, oh, yes, indeedy. <laughs> All right. Next one up. That's your druthers. Uh, use it in a sentence that they used it in. Well, I don't have a sentence they used it in, oh. but I can use it in a sentence for you. Okay. I mean, I know what that means. <laughs> if you like it, that's your druthers. Yeah. Um, I think that's Dr. Agon. BJ? I think it's Dr. Agon in that context, because I always say, well, if I had my druthers. You guys are both wrong. It was BJ in a previous oh. episode of this show. <laughs> you literally said it two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> and the people who listen consistently are like, what, 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 BJ? Yeah, I don't know what I say. We told you this. All right. Next up. So I think BJ's still in the lead right now by one point. Next up, Hum Diddly. Oh, Lord. <laughs> BJ. BJ. I say Dr. Agon. It is Dr. Agon. Ah, yeah. BJ's up by two. To be fair, though, I think it's a little skewed towards your favor. I mean, because it's, it's really a Your question of have you said it or haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> but Grace is doing pretty good. She's only got two wrong so far. All right. Next up. Nothing like a good old fashioned blister rubbing trip. Dr. Agon? Yes, Dr. Agon. <laughs> it wasn't weird enough for BJ. <laughs> no. Oh, no. You guys are right. Blister rubbing trip belongs to Dr. Agon. Because that would have been, uh, it rubbed blisters all over my feetsies. Yes, it would have. <laughs> <I know. laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so after that, we got Bless My Cotton Socks. Mm. Oh Lord! Mm. Did they have cotton socks in Dragon Quest? <laughs> I think I think BJ. I'm gonna say Doctor Agon. It is Doctor Agon. Mm. All right, Grace missed three so far. Come on, Grace, you can do this. Next up, oh my goozles, BJ. <laughs> <laughs> I got that one from my dad, so technically Barry Keaton. <laughs> I knew that was going to be an easy one, but I had to put it on the list because it's such an absurd thing to just say in normal conversations. And I do use it in normal conversation. It is like something awesome. I was like, oh, well, oh my goozles. <laughs> and, 
but I got it from my dad. He always used to say, like, uh, <laughs> he always used to say when something was really hot or cold or something, he'd be like, ah, my goozle. <laughs> so that's where I got it from. <laughs> when something is surprising, it, it upsets my goozle. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, uh, twiddling my thumb diddly ums. Mm, Dr. Agen. BJ, what do you think? Think it's Dr. Agen, but that one's that one's a toss-up. It is Dr. Agen. Great job. Both got it right. All right, next up, this one's probably going to be really easy because, but the next one is Wowie Zowie. BJ. Oh, yeah, <laughs> hardcore me. <laughs> That's another one I just had to put on the list because you say it all the time, and I think it's hilarious that you say Wowie Zowie. I do. It's because things deserve more than just a wow. All right. Next up is old peepers, as in nothing gets past these old peepers. <laughs> Dr. Agen. What did she say? I couldn't actually hear. I... She said Dr. Agen, but now she's second guessing herself. Um, I'm going to say me. It is Dr. Agen. You were both <laughs> wrong. All right. Next up is it puts the P in pizzazz. Or I guess the P. It puts the P in pizzazz. P in pizzazz. Depending on how you say it. I think that's Dr. Yeah, Agen. Yeah, I think that's Dr. Agen. It is a Dr. Agen. All right, final three. Here we go. Flap the old face hole. <laughs> BJ. Uh, Dr. Agen. It is Dr. Agen, really? actually. That yeah. That's exactly that's like something I said. I know, I was just being it? contrary. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you guys. <laughs> All right, next up, G. Willikers. Oh, yeah, BJ. that's me. Really? Actually, both. You both say it. Dr. Agen and BJ both say G. Wow, that surprises me. <laughs> All right, this one I had to dig deep for. Let's see if you guys can Is get this it right. Last one. Last one. All right, here's the sentence. Away with you, mold. Away. What's <laughs> <laughs> the phrase? That whole thing. That whole thing. Okay. Away with you, mold. Away. <laughs> um, I'm gonna guess. Dr. Agen, even though BJ probably... <laughs> I'm going to say Dr. Agen because I can't remember a context for us. but think? I know that I've told things to a way before. <laughs> it is... Because I have... Dr. Agen, yep, that's I have... right. Yeah, it was Dr. Agen. Great job, yay! Alright, so I think Grace only missed four. BJ missed two, so um, I guess technically BJ is the winner. <laughs> But Grace did get 16 that's of the true. 20 right, so I know you that's yeah. missing only four out of that. That's like, what, a B? All right, thanks for being on the show, Grace. I love Bye. you. <laughs> All right, that about does it for today's show. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Um, if you were playing along with us, feel free to share your score with us on Twitter. Uh, that is at DragonQuestFM. Or you know what? You can even leave us a voice message. Uh, you can find that at DragonQuest.FM. Uh, once again, my name's Austin. You can talk to me uh, on Twitter directly at underscore Austin underscore King. You can also read my weekly Dragon Quest blog. That's at DragonQuestAustin.com. And I'm on Twitter as at Professor Beach. And you can hear me on my other podcast, the geek to geek podcast at geek to geekcom And we at Dragon Quest FM here are proud members of the geek to geek Media Network. So you can go to geek to geekmediacom and join our Slack or our Discord and hang out with us as well as uh, talking to us on Twitter and leaving us voice messages. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening.
Bye-bye. And ding-dong, ding-dong, playing that game.